Let's talk sport with Scott Brown and Nathan Snaid. It was as if he kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground. Let's talk sport with Scott Brown and Nathan Snade. Moyen, Scott Brown here from Let's Talk Sport. It is show number 167 on the 4th of February. I am joined this evening by my good buddy old pal, Anton Agassi, uh, a relative of uh, Andre, and then I've also got Lucas uh, Sparvel joining us uh, from St George's School, who's going to uh, open our eyes to the world of uh, world of football lucas thank you very much for joining us this evening um just before we get into it um obviously this evening there'll be a big focus on you know number 167 uh, on this day uh, in sport birthdays we've obviously got the review of the six nations for um for uh, for round one as well um and then also um we'll talk about a few of the big stories in the world have you seen the stuff around tyson fury yeah. um that big uh, unification bout has obviously been pushed back now mm. uh, and then the other big one coming out of the world of sport this week is lewis hamilton going to uh ferrari controversial uh some would say but um as always we uh we start things off lucas can you tell me uh give me 30 seconds not even 30 seconds give me 20 seconds about yourself go well, I'm 16, and I was born in Bradford, lived there for two years, and then um, came to Luxembourg, and in I watched first time I ever watched football was in 2018 with the World Cup with England, got to the semi-final, so close, and then just fell in love with a player named Harry Kane, and... Sport Tottenham and the rest and, um, is history. Yeah, there you go. The rest yeah. is history. Yeah, fair, fair play, fair play. Um, but um, wait, there, sorry. Obviously, my uh, normal partner in crime, uh, Nathan or Uncle Pete, as we uh, we would refer to him as, is uh, is not with us this evening. Um, but he is um, a West Ham supporter. So we'll not hold uh, we'll not hold that again. But he's got a few text messages coming in about <laughs> trophies for Spurs and stuff like. Yeah, that. I mean, congratulations on winning a Mickey Mouse trophy yeah. last season. Yeah, well I'm done. sure he's going to respond to that because he <laughs> will be listening in. Um, but yes, as always, we start things off. It is show number one six seven. Um, I've got some cool stats for you. Um, have you have you read through? I've not. This is all, all news to <laughs> oh, me. Scott, happy so. days, happy days. Okay, so there is a um, a hooker who plays for Leicester Tigers in England called Amy Cocaine, and she is how tall? One six seven. One six seven centimeters. Very good. Now, here's one for you, Lucas. Ike Casillas played seven hundred and twenty five games for Real Madrid. And he had 334 wins in La Liga, second only to uh, Lionel Messi. 57 clean sheets in the Champions League. Um, His professional career lasted for 1,048 matches. How many caps did he get for Spain? 
I'm going to say a one six seven. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, I don't uh, know that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, oh, I love, I love the stats, mate. Mm. Um, which two countries are currently ranked 167th in the world in both women's and men's football? Any ideas? No clue. Pick a random country. Go. There isn't Luxembourg. Um, Botswana. Botswana. Ooh. <laughs> They've been on before. Actually, you should know. Let's pick them. Lucas, pick somewhere. Um, let's go with Guinea. Guinea, very um, unfortunately not. In the men's, it is South Sudan, and in the women's, it is Rwanda. Now, Luis Quisquine from Guatemala is currently ranked 167th in the world in men's squash. In the women's, there isn't anybody ranked 167th. Why is that? Because there are two players who have the same uh, ranking points uh, and are joint ranked for uh, place uh, 166. And this is a Czech player called Tamara Halsborova. I have probably not pronounced that right. And then Salam Elalafi from Egypt. So that's interesting. You know, yeah. no, there is no, currently there is no player ranked 167 in the world. And it's not like they're the bottom two either that no. goes on. There's a yeah. fair old list of play, play, um, pages. Um, 167 is the area code for a place called Steenbergen in the Netherlands, you know, in case you wanted to know. Here's a good one. Apparently, apparently, again, my sources could be wrong, but if you phone in and report 167 on the police frequency, what does it mean? Um, Nothing other than a fireworks complaint. Really? Yeah. So there you go. Some random pub quiz knowledge for you. Um, last couple are here, though. You've got the Meridian 167 Degrees, okay, which is a line of long... I'm going to try and say this right. A line of longitude, um, and it runs from the North Pole all the way down to the South Pole. Um and longitude is the geographical coordinate that specifies the east-west position of your point on Earth. And yes, I did read that off the sheet. Finally, <laughs> last one, we always talk about the darts. Check out triple twenty, triple nineteen, and a bullseye. Anton, what you got? One six seven. Yeah, you know it. You know it. You know it. So, um, as I said, on this day in the fourth of February, um, Jacob uh, Tulis Tams of Norway, he won ski jumping gold. Um, at the Chamonix Winter Olympics, this was the first version of the Winter Olympics. Even more interesting, in 1936, he then won a silver medal in sailing at the Berlin Olympics. So um, a bit of a transition, that, yeah. from, from skiing exactly. to sailing. I, uh, no disrespect, but I think that was back in the amateur days, so I don't right. think you're going to see something like that happen these days. Uh, 1997, OJ Simpson was found liable in the deaths of Ron Goldman and Nicole Simpson in civil court. 1983, uh, US Male Figure Skating Championship was won by Scott Hamilton. The only reason I've put him in there is because he's actually one of the commentators. Have you seen Blades of Glory? Yeah. You, see, you know the guy, the bald guy that's actually the commentator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually a figure skater. <laughs> is he? Only, I saw his face pop up and I was like, that's him. Have you seen Blades of Glory, Lucas? No, not oh, unbelievable. You, what are you doing in your free time, huh? That's, it I take, watched uh, Step Brothers the other day. It's so like, great. great. <laughs> it gets better every time you watch it. It gets better every time you watch it. Um, and also in 1952, Jackie Robinson, famous baseball player, he became the first African-American executive of a major US TV and radio station as director of community activities activities at radio WNBC New York and TV station WNBT birthdays you've got Retief Goosen famous uh, South African golfer twice winner of the US Open 2001-2004 you've also got Oscar De La Hoya boxer who now runs Golden, Golden Boy Promotions who won 11 world title 11 world title fights in six weight classes and lastly Alice Cooper 
from the Hollywood Vampires. He's also in Johnny Depp's new band. Alice Cooper, you heard of him? No. Have you heard of that song, Poison? Your poison. No. Yes, you have. If I put it on now, <laughs> you would have heard of it. Um, Not when you sing like that. I'll be honest with you, I only know that because Rebecca said to me before I came on, so I'll have to give her a shout out there. Um, the last one, it is Lisa Burke, uh, one of our colleagues from RTL. It is her birthday today. Oh, so, Lisa, birthday, Lisa, we wish you a happy birthday. Right, I know you are gagging to get into it about the Six Nations, but we're not going to do that. Lucas, we're coming your way. <laughs> so, obviously, you started things off and you were uh, supporting them. Why? Off the back of England? So, you were saying you, 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 you followed Harry Kane. He was your favourite player? Yeah, he was my favourite player, so I decided to just support the team of my favourite player. Obviously, now he's left, played for Bayern Munich, doing incredible. And But you can't change your team. That'd just be like I mean, changing your country. N- nowadays, some people actually, they they do. I mean, there's like Ronaldo fans, you know, they... Yeah, well, they um, they they just follow wherever he goes. They they, they, they don't really follow a just club fake or, fans. Well, then, you well know? I mean, it's more with I guess with like social media and stuff nowadays. You follow someone on Instagram and whatever, and so you just follow them rather than the team necessarily. Um, probably more like um, less intense football fans, I'd say. But you um, know, but yeah, like it is a bit weird. Football too. is a team sport. Yeah, so you got to follow a team. If yeah. you don't follow one team your whole life, then you're kind of like. Have you been watching a bit regions. of what Harry Kane's been up to in the... Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm going to still want Harry Kane to do well. I want him to mm. win a trophy with Bayern Munich. It's not looking uh, not, not looking great at the minute. Well, uh, this weekend they're playing Leverkusen and if they do win, they go above Leverkusen to first yeah. place. Am I right in thinking in Leverkusen league. are currently coached by Xavi Alonso, is that yeah, right? So possibly. I believe he's being touted for this Liverpool job at the moment, Yeah, he, he? he's looking like the main candidate to take that job and I think he's probably the best one to do that because mm. you look at Leverkusen this season, unbeaten. Yeah, obviously doing something. Obviously doing something right there. Um, okay, let's dive into it. Um, was it always a case of you wanted to support uh, Tottenham, as they as they're more commonly referred to as well, or were there other teams that you you might have considered following? I mean, what I remember, I mean, I kind of just wanted to follow Tottenham. Really, there was never really another team. I know just, you obviously yeah. have a. A good friend of mine, Mr. Lemon, who is uh, is a Man U fan, yes. is he? Well, I can't imagine what it's like to be him right now, stuck in that team. Mr. Lemon, where's the name come from? Is he actually called Lemon? Yeah. Brilliant name. Very jealous of that. Mate, I'm going to ring him in the car when we're going back and I'm going to make you say that to him. No, he's an absolute, absolute gent, but he's obviously, you know, obviously you don't hold it against him. He's a Man U fan. Right, Anton, who would you support if you followed the football team then? Well, so um, my oldest brother, he supported Man U growing up, um, mainly because it was still Just under... Don't say Arsenal. It was still Just under Sir, Sir Alex um, growing up, so they were still doing quite well. I think uh, it was to the back end of uh, with Sir Alex, but obviously they were still doing pretty well. So he was a huge Man U fan. So then, you know, younger brother, you just follow everything your older brother does. So I also started supporting Man U. Um, but uh, it's been fairly miserable um, since I started watching Man U. So um, I've picked a terrible time to, be, to become a Man U fan. But like I say, I, 
I only don't really watch. Um, I watched more of the Premier League when I was at uni because I had flatmates that uh, watched it a lot. But for, uh, recently, I haven't been watching it. There's too much good rugby going on to be oh, watching stop football. It, stop it. <laughs> um, here's one for you, Lucas. So we, we we spoke about this previously as a topic, and certainly when I was growing up watching the Champions League, you know, it was the it was just the best. 20 teams in Europe and then it went to 24 and it was, you know, that whole, you would play, you played your two games and then there was that weekend normally around Christmas where you'd play back to back home and away and you could be having a bad start to the season. But if you won those two games, all of a sudden you're back in the mix. Whereas now, I mean, the, the, uh, the, the, the pool is are absolutely massive. I mean, as you said about Man U winning the, the Parker Pen trophy or whatever it's called, um, you know, you've got the, I mean, I always joke around our PE lessons when you split them up into football matches, you always make the bottom group the Europa League and stuff, but you've got the, you've got the Champions League and then you've got the, your, no, no, what's the second tier? Oh, sorry, the Europa League and, and then, then you've got the Conference, Conference League, haven't you? But there's something like 108 teams going to be involved in it and it yeah. sort of, I guess it devalues it, you know, yeah. because if you're, I mean, it's one thing to say, yeah, you know, when you look back on your career, yeah, yeah, I played in the Champions League and stuff. But, I mean, by the sounds of it, everybody's going to play in the Champions League at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think 32 teams in the Champions League is maybe just a bit much or it's just right. Because you're just bringing in more and more teams and it's just, like you said, not being going to be as special anymore. Like, it's this big special competition that only certain people and certain teams are going to be able to play in. Yeah, at the moment, you've got great games with them. I mean, I think the big thing, the, the big thing that's coming to it now is the money, isn't it? Yeah, you know the money that's put on the table for these teams even qualifying because it's the the TV rights and uh, and, and and that sort of thing. But um, I suppose if you know, thinking it from the the club side as well, um, you know, obviously if you're in the Champions League or you're in the Europa League, whatever it is, um, it's great for you as a club. For the exposure and for the the money that you probably get from from those respective leagues, so I can understand like um, there's probably a push from the clubs and stuff to maybe um, um, to well obviously they're not going to be against um, uh, bringing in more teams into the the Champions League and Europa League and stuff like that because I think it's probably good for them financially, um, even just like I say uh, the exposure they'd get playing in, in top tier football. So yeah. Uh, look, I can't help but bring this up. Obviously, myself and Anton and Nathan, we love to cause trouble, um, as as you do. Um, West Ham, he's obviously still, you know, happy as Larry. They got their their Mickey Mouse trophy, whatever you call it, first one in forty three years, I believe. What about Spurs? Because did I? Um, I mean, forgive my ignorance to any of the listeners here. Didn't they lose the Champions League final? Was that last year or the year before? It was two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen. That's a few years ago now. Yeah. Is that is that as close as, uh, as as they've been, or is it going to get any better? They've also had a Carabao Cup final in 2021, lost that to Man City, unfortunately. But with the new manager, Ange Postacoglu, he has changed this team. He's the uh, the Aussie guy, isn't it? Yeah, he's. I like him. He's fairly. He's straight shooter, this isn't team he? something that we needed, which is a style of play that is attacking football and not this defensive. St- things like Conte, Mourinho wanted. Part of the bus. Because we didn't want that style of play, especially with the centre-backs we had, Sanchez, Dyer. It just was never going to work out. I mean, some of the goals we conceded last season, <laughs> it's 
just ridiculous. I mean, actually, with uh, when you look at the Spurs Stadium, they've started hosting other events there and stuff, and there's been quite a few rugby matches have been played there now because it's it's meant to be such a cracking surface. Did, and did they the have stadium, the NFL? <coughs> they've played the NFL there as well. Yeah, they've had the NFL. They've actually got two pitches: one for football, one for NFL. And they just recently actually opened this go karting track which is like a Formula One race, which had this simulated DRS, and there's like three different like circuit layouts you could have, and it's like a go-karting track inside the stadium. Mental, mental. So have you seen... Ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous stadiums, have you seen the new Real Madrid one? I've seen it, yeah. So they can basically, under, under the ground, the, the pitch is chopped into... I want to say quarters, or it might even be eights. Put it up now. Yeah. Uh, it's like the cut on Joe Rogan, isn't it? Yeah. What's his name? I don't know. He's like, yeah, pull that up. Have a look at that. Um, pull up a duck. Yeah, but they can, um, yeah, they can basically take it underground, store it, and then use it for other things and stuff. And it, yeah. oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, um, the, what is it? The Bernabeu, isn't it? Is that that? Yeah. Is that more, am I right thinking that? And then you've obviously got the new camp, which is being currently being uh, finished off as well at the moment um so if i'm listening in and i'm thinking of a team about supporting a team in the premier league why should i support spurs sell it to me lucas okay well we've got this rebuild going on yeah so this season you know we're having this attacking football and we're going good you know compared to last season finished eighth yeah not so good this now, we're only about six or seven points off the top. And we've had this many injuries. James Madison, Mickey van der Ven, Romero was injured at some point. Had actually so many injuries, I can't even keep track of them. We don't have Son right now, our top goal scorer, because he's away at the Asian Cup of... Asian Cup, so he's not playing for us. But we've just had so many injuries, yet we're still in the fight for... You could even say the the title because we're only six or seven points off I mean I'm just looking here uh, Liverpool on 51 Arsenal 49 Man City and Villa on 46 yeah, Villa's not going to finish and Spurs are on 44 I've just seen that uh, Arsenal have gone ahead against um, Liverpool wait there it's just popped nah. up there yep uh, they... it, it is 2-1 it Oh, and uh, Canate's got a red card yeah, as yeah. well. 90 minutes, yeah. Oh, so no. Fergie time there. Oh, it's into injury time. Seven minutes. Seven yes, minutes. Yes, but also... Who do, only, want, who do you want to win that? Well, obviously Liverpool, not one in Arsenal. But the only other team to beat Liverpool this season before this game, Tottenham. The only, only team in the Premier League. Well, there you go. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm not picking a football team. But um, <laughs> with the... Um, is that... I mean, is that a realistic thing? Because to be honest, um, from the outside, it almost seems like it's all it's all Man City. You know, they seem to have been dominating it yeah. for the last couple of years. I mean, there's still all this talk about whether they'll get the book thrown at them for all these yeah. uh, misdemeanors yeah, in terms of their finances and stuff I like that. I don't think they will because they're, they're too scared because it's such a big club now. So they're going to be too scared. Like, they're not scared enough to do it with Everton and Nottingham Forest. They're going to knock as many points as they want off, but... To do it to a t- team as big as Man City, the amount of people that are probably going to be saying... Oh, there's a goal. Uh, what's it, 3-1 Arsenal, now? Arsenal. Arsenal uh, scored. Anymore. <laughs> no Live updates from the Premier League. That's what you can get on Let's Talk Sport. Um, 
very good. But um, Lucas, what about uh, what about moving forward? Is is it a Spurs a team that you sort of expect to see the top in that top four? You know, playing in the Champions League every year. That's obviously where they want to well, get to. I think looking at it right now, obviously we have this foundation. I think we've got and these players at the especially at the defence. You've got Doggy is twenty one. Romero, 24, 22, 23, like all these young players that are already really, really good. So just can develop and obviously we can sign players more and more. There, so we're just going to get better and better. About um, who Spurs are looking at or if In they can lose them. I mean, we were looking at Conor Gallagher at the end of the January transfer window and oh my God, I don't know how bad you can get. Yeah. I mean, Chelsea are down in 10th and you want a player from Chelsea. I mean... Yeah. Quite interesting, even from the outside, though, because there are certain players who can maybe fit, uh, you know, might fit into a system or, um, you know, and or, or play play a certain style of uh, certain style of football. It's I've actually chatting to Mister Lemon about it. it's very interesting because I used to always just charge around. I still just charge around after the ball. You know, there is a lot more to it. No different to rugby. You know all the systems and the structures that you uh, that you obviously have in place. So, Lucas, we like to ask our guests when they come on a couple of funny questions to sort of um, you know break the ice. But unfortunately, we've already done that. So, um, <laughs> so there's a few questions for you. So, if um, you could pick one, would you have a mustache? Or would you have like a mullet, you know, where it's like short and long at the back? You can have both. You can. Both is a possibility. No, both would just be disastrous. (laughs) Um, I'd probably have to go with a mustache because. European. Yeah, and my grandpa has one, so. Oh, fair play. Obviously, obviously a legend. Um, Yeah, big legend. What what about uh, in terms of if you're at the beach, are you going to wear like the Speedos, the budgie smugglers, we call them? No. Or or the big big boardies, huh? I think that'd be my worst nightmare. Yeah, we've got to pick one. Definitely what do you go not. for the budget, the board shorts, then like the surface shorts. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, bad, best of the bad ones. Very good. Now here's an important question for you: If you had to, let's imagine, right? Uh, you're playing for Spurs. Okay, you're playing in the Champions League Dream. final, and um, they're going to announce you coming onto the pitch, and you get to pick a piece of music. Uh, to play whilst you're uh, whilst you're striding out onto the uh, onto the pitch. What would you play? What music would you have on? Oh, I mean that is a close one. I mean my favourite song is um, "As It Was" by Harry Styles. That one's I love that one so much. So maybe that, or you know, just go glory, glory Tottenham Hotspur because I'm going to come on to help them win. win you know, win the game obviously. Come on, the game. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, Lucas, thank you very much for uh, for joining us this evening. We'll hopefully get you on again and get more of a an update on what's happening with uh, with Spurs. Obviously, you're going to hang around, uh, but Nathan, um, sorry, Anton and I have been dying to get into the old rugby here. So maybe we'll get him on next time. Spurs win a trophy. Ooh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that might be in quite a while. Yeah. Let's keep it simple. Bit, bit, bit of confidence. Yeah. You'll be on soon, surely. Says the yeah, man sure. you fan. Anyway, um, let's uh, let's crack into it then. First, uh, I guess we we'll start off with Friday night. Uh, Ireland prevailed over went to France yeah. went to Marseille one thirty eight seventeen. what were yeah. your thoughts on it um, I mean there was a lot of build up wasn't there around the game it was the the final that, that never happened um, according to a lot of people um, I mean um, they are they are you know the two the highest ranked in the Six Nations everyone's saying whoever wins that game is going to go on to win the whole thing maybe even a Grand Slam so there was um, there was a lot built uh, riding on the game um, if I'm being honest um, 
France looked poor um, for for a good part of that game. They they didn't really show up. Uh, I know I've seen a lot of flack has been put on uh, Luku the 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 the, the nine the nine. Um, personally, okay, he didn't have his best game, but um, I think that the, it wasn't entirely his fault. Like you look at a lot of the mistakes that he makes, and it's it's sort of. Um, the, the the ball sort of squirting out from a ruck because the forwards haven't done their job kind of thing. You know, he's having to kick on the back foot because once yeah. again, the forwards aren't doing their job. Um, they just looked like, they just looked a bit flat, to be honest. Um, and Ireland, they, they looked, you know, classes as they, they have been the last few years. Having said that though, um, against 14 men, I would have expected them to really sort of put it to bed a bit earlier. I know they got um, a yellow or maybe two, I can't remember. But... Um, yeah, um, France was still in it for a while. They actually got better, France, when they went down to to fourteen. Yeah. If I'm being what about honest. your man getting red carded? Like what? I don't know. He's what's an going. idiot. Yeah, he's a bit of an idiot. I mean, I think okay. the first one, the first one, he was probably he was, you could argue he was a little bit lucky to not get a red, straight red. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he comes back on. And the and second one, like it, what was interesting, I think it was who was commentating. It was Miles Harrison, Gordon Darcy, and I'm not sure who was commentating. The other commentator was, but one of them made a comment that basically said there's a big trend now with these red cards for these high shots most of the time it is the second tackler so it's like the assister yeah, yeah. coming in because you essentially set yourself there's, there's no space as well on the actual the ball carry because if someone is already blocking you know from their their waist up to you know um their chest then the only place you can make contact is sort of the shoulder and any higher than that you're in trouble well, but it's also it's not a case of you know very rarely do players like try and line somebody up and smash and take their head off you know that's not what they're trying to do but the guy's like falling into uh falling in into the tackle yeah. um i mean that's and, what and they, then he's, they tried, he's tried to wallop him it's like come on and you should have known as soon as he'd done it I th- it's, uh, you know you're thinking it's, it's it's not you're not trying to make the tackle it's more just sort of killing the tackle Sort of like you know, um, getting him to the to to the ground or, or whatever it is, um, and like you say, it is normally the the second guy that that comes in um, and that gets gets penalised because, yeah, look at the minute if you make any contact with the head, you're you're looking to get carded. Um, they've got the bunker system now, which I'm I just I just think it makes. Like the ref's job, like uh, there's no sort uh, undermines, of yeah, undermines yeah. the ref. It's sort of, it's 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 um, it's here. I can just give a yellow for anything. I don't really have to think about whether it's a red or not. And then some guy in a truck, you know, hundred kilometers away, decides. It just seems. I don't like, actually think he's a hundred kilometers. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> parked outside the stadium you know, to do the. To he's do just, the, in, the bar- he's just yeah. in the bathroom on his iPad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a red exactly. boss. Um, but yeah, what the the first one he he gave him a yellow in the end because he said the player was slipping. It was mitigation or or whatever. But then look, I'm sorry if you come on and do the exact same thing, you know, after just getting sent off for the already. It looks like he had a can of Red Bull before he came yeah. on again. I mean, it was yeah, but you know that shouldn't silly. that shouldn't take it away from Ireland. You can no, only play well, what's in front of you. Ireland looked good, especially the they, new new young fly half. They just yeah, Bundy Key is good, like good player. He's just, just solid. He just he just does. He's, he's more than solid. He, he just like, does everything. He just does everything like well, exceptionally well. Do you know what I mean? There's not really any holes in his game that I can see. He just does everything very well. Uh, and consistently, you know, he's not like a, a nine and a half out of ten one week, and then a seven and a half out of ten. every game. He is 
one of Ireland's best players, if not their best. Yeah, he was in the World Cup, um, and I thought um, what Ireland did really well is I've not seen France's lineout be so poor, and it was down to the fact that they've got Peter Armani, who's in the air all the time, being a nuisance. They've got Ty Byrne as well; he's an absolute nuisance in the air, and they've got James uh, James Ryan when he came on. That McCarthy kid, the the first cap, he was. Unbelievable! Oh, big lump in the row, and he yeah, was. Yeah. They they were just giving them a he nightmare. Got man the match, actually. He, he got, got, he got that was his first cap, wasn't it? So um, absolutely. But, yeah, no. Ireland looked good. They obviously now that they've won this game, um, I've already seen a lot of Irish fans saying they've basically already won the Grand Slam in their eyes. Which I mean, not crazy for thinking that it'll happen. Um, I'd still say they got a long. Way I think to go. they have to go to Twickenham. They have to go to Twickenham. Um, and there, there's some Irish fans that say, um, said before the France game they're more worried about going away to Twickenham than the the, the France game. Well, moving um, on to that nicely. I don't know about that after watching England. Well, at the that's weekend. the thing. Yeah, England, <laughs> not a very convincing performance. But, but that, that's also quite interesting now because you say it's not convincing. What is convincing? Because a bonus point win. That is convincing because yeah. but, um, I mean, at least okay. England, so, so actually, if they'd have beaten uh, Italy 34-24, would you have been happy with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, if, I think, they, if they got the bonus points. I just think the game has moved on so much so where Italy aren't as far behind as they used to be. They're still not, you know, they're still, they're still definitely the tears and they're not, they're not, you know, they are the worst, yeah. they're the worst team in it. On the, you know, France and Ireland, I would have at the top. And then the other three, England, Wales and, and Scotland, could easily finish for third or second, you know, or yeah. on their day could win a Grand Slam, but then they could quite easily finish fifth as well. Yeah. I think the problem with Italy, and it's the same old problem, Italy looked just as good as England, right? Better for the first half of the game. They were better than England. They went in at half time ahead. They could have probably been further ahead. Right, England actually clawed a few three pointers back before before half time, um, but uh, it's the same old. You, you you play well for forty minutes; it doesn't matter if you play awful for the next forty minutes. I mean, and Wales are a testament to that. They played crap for forty minutes and then played well for well, forty minutes. They, yeah, they? exactly, and that's the that's the thing. Um, for for Wales, it was probably the nicer way round um, than Italy um, because it, well, it cost them the game, didn't it? They they were ahead at half time. They were the better team at half time. And then um, I think what well, England played a little better in the second half. I don't think they played that much better in the second half. Just Italy just dropped off, and I think that's been their problem for a while now. They'll put in a sixty-minute performance or they'll put in a forty-minute performance, and these good teams that they'll they'll come back into the game. Uh, and and the fact that they know Italy usually fall off towards the end of games, it, it it means that they don't get too flustered and too panicked when teams go behind against Italy. There's always a thought in the back of your mind. It's all right. We're going to come back into this. You know, we, we, we're probably probably going to win. I mean, Italy. I don't think I've ever beaten England. They're the only yeah. team Italy haven't beaten in, exactly. in the history of the Six Nations. And um, I was even sitting there at half time. I was like, okay, I'm, it's not going great. But I was never thinking, oh, we might lose to Italy for the first time ever here. I was going to wait until 60, 70th minute to maybe start Eight, thinking. Eighty minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, look, England, they, they had a lot of new players. They only had four players starting that game against Italy that started um, their first game of the last Six Nations. I think it was against Scotland. So there was 11 Big turnover changes players, there. Yeah. Then we had five, I think, debutants. Um, Ethan Roots got man of the match, actually. I was sceptical. one of Carl's mates. One of my brother's mates. Is he? Yeah. Um, 
I was a bit skeptical about him going straight into the starting lineup, coming first camp ever with England. Um, um, but uh, he he played well. In fairness to him, he he did what he needed to do. He carried hard. He tackled hard. He he competes in the lineout as well, which is good. Having a flanker that can can jump in the lineout is probably partly why he's in there. Um, but uh, yeah, nothing nothing really too special from England. It is their first game. A lot of new players, so they could definitely get better. They got Wales next week, I think at home. I want to say in Twickenham. Um, and uh, trouble is if Wales turn up and play like they did. Well, in, that's that thing. Moving on to that game, that was actually probably my favourite game of the weekend. You 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 change your tune every five minutes. I've spoken to you three <laughs> times today, and you've said, "Oh yeah, Six Nations didn't do it for me this weekend." No, no. I mean, as a ho- as a whole, I'll say pretty much every team bar Ireland underperformed. Right now, um, for various different reasons and. Teams are all at different stages. I think France are under underperformed. England underperformed. Italy once again fell off at half time. So whether you can say they underperformed or overperformed, they could have won that game. And it's another game they could have won and should have won maybe. Um, um, so for me, they they, they also underperformed. Um, Scotland unbelievable for forty minutes. Do you know what I mean? Twenty seven nil up by forty three minutes in, and then. You know, Wales awful for forty minutes. But you say, you, and then suddenly you, it flips. You say that. It's how many times have you played in a match where you've absolutely lumped it and been really good for forty yeah, minutes? Yeah, and you and switch like, off. It's not even. You, you can well, say you get you complacent. Up, you get complacent. Maybe the referee tries to even things up. You know, yeah. there's there's so many things, and it's that whole momentum, 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 momentum <laughs> can just change. Like it's on the flip of a coin yeah. almost. You know, and it's just, and we've all played those games in the second half. We were like. Nothing's going our way at the moment. It is, yeah. Um, it is what it is. You know? I think for me, from from just gut opinion, when I was watching the game, Wales, another team, they had even less. I think they had three players starting that game that started their first game in the last Six Nations. So twelve new starters, um, and their team is young. Their their captain is young. Captain's their 21. side is is very young, right? They're they're two fly halves. You know, they're only about you know. 20, 20 mid twenties, both of them. Yeah, we well got you got to pick um, them at some point. And yeah, I, I, but I, for all the cop that you know Gatlin gets, all the flack he gets, I think he's he's does you know he's yeah. come out, picked a young team, and you know he isn't getting sacked. You know no. if he has a bad Six Nations, well, you know what I mean? Because they've had the, the turnover of their players. You know people who have moved on to there's to a lot of reti- a lot of retired, yeah, a lot that, of gone. There. I mean there was a I watched a video the other day of a Welsh fan. He just rattling off. Like it was a skit between him and another Welsh fan. It was just him talking to himself. Anyway, he was writing off like all the names of players that aren't available. He was like, oh, is, uh, is this guy here? Is it? Nope, no, nope, no. Nope. But they've got um, they've got a very young team now, and I think that's what it was for the first forty minutes. I don't think they backed themselves to win that game. If if that makes sense, they didn't. They didn't look like they had confidence in their own ability for about forty minutes, and then suddenly they get a try, and they're like, "Oh, we can actually do. It. We can, you know, we can we can actually score some points here. We can play the game." And then first try, second try, the the confidence just every single time they were making a good carry, a good run, a good score. They were like, "Oh, we can actually we can compete yeah. here. We can do well." I think it genuinely took you know forty fifty minutes for them to to realize, "Oh, you know, we can actually we can compete here." Um, and Sorry, just to jump in here, Nathan's just sent through a Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> joke, Lucas. Are you ready for this one, okay? Not really, What's no. What's the difference between frequent flyer miles and Tottenham Hotspur? 
probably something about trophies. Is that the usual <laughs> no, joke? No, no, no. A, a frequent flyer earns points. <laughs> I'm sure he's very happy with himself. Yeah, well, let's just remind ourselves that West Ham did lose today, okay? So I think he needs to relax. Where, 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 where <laughs> are... Uh, wait there. Let me just pull out where West Ham are. In the They're league. down. Seventh. Under Spurs. Seventh. Okay. Seventh, they are. So I think he needs to relax. Well, they're, they're out of the relegation zone. That's. The, I always ask him how Manchester, Man, um, how West Ham are getting on the championship. Anyway, back <laughs> to what we were saying about. Yeah, I mean, it was a, uh, it was a cracking game. Finn Russell, mm-hmm. like, in terms of anybody you want to go and watch. Yeah. You know, that's that's somebody you'd pay to go and watch, wouldn't you? Because he, he's he just does, he does. He's got it on a string. He's out there enjoying. He's matured it, chuck, as well. Chuck as a the well, I, actually, have you watched this documentary yet? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet and I've heard mixed bag about it, but I think because the opinion is because he may be, it's not that he's not structured. I think it's just because in the Northern Hemisphere, we prefer fly-offs to run the show, you know, percentages and all that sort of thing. And he is, I don't want to say he's maverick because, you know, exactly, but it's not like he, uh, it's not like he just rocks up and wings it and stuff. He plays what he sees. And it's like, we're just not used to saying that. Like when you talk of the great fly halves in the Northern hemisphere, you know, who, who springs to mind? Someone like Johnny Wilkinson, you know, just Johnny Wilkinson was my favourite player, but in terms of, you know, running the ball and stuff, he's not the, he wouldn't be the best of it and stuff. Uh, Johnny Sexton, you know, would you say he was a, he was a percentage player as well, you know, would, as it, as he, as he got older, he got better and stuff. But I think, yeah, I think Finn Russell's a cracking player, but just because he doesn't play like fly offs are supposed to play, doesn't make him maverick, does it? I don't. The thing is, it's it's off the pitch persona as well. He's he's fairly out. He's fairly out there. Um, you know, I mean, you see in the documentary, he sort of rocks up into tra- uh, to train in with like full like Gucci outfit or whatever it is, and everyone's in like Scotland kit. Um, you can see there's a the clip of him going around and like doing the the warm up or the uh, for training, and he's just got his hands in his pockets going over the the hurdles uh, while everyone's taking it seriously. But, but I mean, they do. That, that's the sort of thing. Yeah. Someone like him probably thinks, you know what? I'll pretend I'm super casual <laughs> yeah. in front of the cameras and stuff. But, but then there's the thing. Then you see another clip of him in training. I think Gregor Townsend was saying how much he loves working with Finn and how he loves uh, loves the way he trains. And you see there's a clip where he can you can tell that. You, he can't see the cameras on him and um, he's serious he's telling boys what to do where to go he's he's asking um, Gregor Townsend you know what what the the plan is what he wants and, and stuff like that so he is he is serious and, and um, from what Gregor Townsend said he, he does he does take it very seriously he does tra- I mean this thing it's such a silly question of course he takes it seriously he's a professional rugby player you know it, it's like you say he doesn't just rock up Saturday morning puts his boots on and goes okay let's have a runabout for fun you know and wing it yeah the only criticism I will say and um, you know he was brilliant against Wales he, he's usually quite brilliant the only problem I, I would say for him personally as a, as a career so far I don't think he he shows up when uh, the, the the biggest of games Scotland have whether that's in a World Cup or, controversial or, 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 or whatever I think he he's brilliant in all these games where um, maybe Scotland are on top or it's sort of 50, 50 but if they're up against the wall like if they play South Africa for me uh, or New Zealand or, or Ireland one of these big games it, it doesn't he doesn't have the same level of performance he does against you know like he does every year against England, do you know what I mean? Like he always seems to show up against England and Wales and Italy and all these games and stuff like that. But um, 
I don't know, and that's the thing. When you see him at that level, you you know when he is having a sort of a, a medium level game, you can tell that it's not his you know standard. And I find there's like I mean, Scotland didn't do great in the World Cup. Obviously, they were in a a tough pool, but They're that's but that's when you want your best player to play his best against the South Africans, against the Ireland, to get you out of that tough pool. And it just didn't happen, did it? Really, I think. Um, yeah, that that's that'd be the only criticism I, I have for him. Harsh, mate. But, harsh. Um, but anyway, looking forward to round numero deux. Obviously, is next weekend. You've got Scotland hosting France. Call it. Who's winning that? Um, I think France will actually win, and the reason why is um, they're going to get an absolute bollocking this week uh, this week from their coaches from just the, the, their performance against Ireland because they just weren't at the races and I think they are going to come back quite strong um, just front up at least like physically um, I'm going I'm going Scotland well okay. we, we shall see France losing two games on the bounce can you imagine that well um, whereas Scotland are used to doing that so they're going to yeah. mix it up this year what about England hosting Wales going to Twickers it depends a lot on what players England get back fit. So Marcus Smith might be back fit. Ollie Lawrence might be back fit. I can't see them making wholesale changes mm, after a week. Ollie Lawrence would come straight back in, I think, at 12. Dingwall was solid, but um, he's just he just can't really offer the same sort of punch that Ollie Lawrence can. Marcus Smith, to be honest, Ford had a mediocre game. Um, so I've, I don't know, but it's Borthwick, so he probably stays with George Ford anyway. Um, but I'd like to think England win that game, especially at home. I'd say if it was away, Wales would probably, if, if it was in the Principality, Wales would probably win. Principality, but? Um, but so you're going England? I've, I'm going with my heart. Oh, I love mixing it up, I'm going Wales. <laughs> Um, and then Ireland, Italy. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> where's that? Is that? Um, I think that's in. Is that in Rome? My dad will never speak to me if I say Italy. <laughs> no, um, like, uh, no, that's Ireland. In, Ireland will clean up there. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm so. quite sure. I think so. um, unfortunately for the the Italians, um, but yeah. And uh, do you think they'll do? Do you think Ireland are going to make a lot of changes, or are they going to put out full strength? Um, I don't know. I think I like the way they run it. I think they'll go from week to week. Whether they'll, you know, because let's 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 call it as it is. You know, any team can beat any team, but certainly the worst one. I think is there a worse game to have um, first up in the uh, in the championship? You know, than to go and play uh, France away. Yeah. Um, very lucky to have Mr. Perez. He took a break from us. What shirt are you wearing there? Oh, it's a shirt from Morocco. I think it's third or fourth tier from Morocco. I love it. It's cool. It's, it's really nice. Very awesome. nice. Um, Anthony, do you watch any of the rugby of the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Why laughing? I, I, actually, I don't it's know. A rugby podcast, mate. <laughs> no, I'm really messing. Uh, Anthony, I can't wait because there's some big news coming out with one of the national team players in Luxembourg. I hope you're going to get onto it tonight. But what have you got from us from the world of the BGL League? This is Anthony Perez from Let's Fuss News. Uh, here we go. N- almost no BGL League this weekend, but if you've got one game, 
which was postponed a few months ago. And it was the game between Rosbach and Jonas Esch that has been played this uh, Sunday, reminding that Jonas Esch is actually on the 15th place fighting against relegation. It's not that usual to see them on this place. It's Rosbach who took the three points home with the titles of margins 1-0 and it's Steinbach who scored the only goal against his former club. Uh, reminding that the Bijalik is restarting next week on the 11th of February with following games Hesbronge against Petange, Schifflange against Rosbor, Mersch against Niederkorn, Jeunesse Ash against Wils, Dillange against Fola and the big game Differange against Racing. Just looking at the old uh, the old table, it's uh, it's tight enough, isn't it? And I mean, Fola Fola Ash, are they gone? Are they gone? Fola Ash, it's difficult because when you look at the transfer market, they haven't like made any like big transfer. I I, I don't even remember if they did any transfer, but they 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 got rid of some players like Michael Omozania, Nathan Rooms, like some uh, and Larach. So some good and or decent players and. I don't know. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be difficult for them. But last season we also wrote them wrote them off, but they still came back. But if you compare to last season, yeah, they made some good transfers, which which paid off and uh, saved them from the relegation. But this season it's gonna be. Is it just the one team that goes? Now two two team uh, are going directly into the second division, yeah. and two team play a relegation playoff game okay. against the third or fourth from the second. Yeah. I, I'm just second sorry, team. I was just having a nosy at the results there. Obviously, you've got Fola Esh are uh, statistically the worst team in the the BGL league. They won back to back BGL titles like three years ago. Is that right? Uh, it's kind of difficult because while while the COVID season, if I think it's what the year uh, 1920, yeah, the the season like was um, how we say it um, postponed. Postponed. No, I, oh, it, you, they haven't played the season um, in the uh, until the end, you know. Yeah. And Fola wasn't officially crowned champions. They were they were able to play the Champions League qualifiers, but they weren't champions officially. Nobody was champion on this season. But yeah, the following season they were then officially champions. As now the, they're staring down the barrel and getting uh, relegated. Yeah, it's 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 kind of yeah, kind of sad to see a team like that. Did you know that Fulham Esch is actually the oldest club in Luxembourg? Really, in the history of Luxembourgish football, it's oldest wow. club. Wow. And uh, moving on to soccer, have you heard of not soccer but soccer? Do you know what it is? No. As in S-O-C-C-R. A, yes. Okay. It's like indoor football, but you play it outside. Like it's it it's game where teams are built like of five, six, seven or eight players. I think the official tournaments, you, you line up seven players who are with two teams playing against each other on a little bit smaller field and smaller goals. And um, I think last year I heard that we have actually a national team uh, of soccer and yeah fun fact our team uh, even played against them and we won woohoo and uh, okay. <laughs> back to the series uh, the national team played a friendly game against Belgium in Charleroi this weekend um, Belgium are um, preparing for the Copa America because they are like an invited team to, to play there and Luxembourg ended up losing 9-3 was a little bit it's a difficult game. Full senior international. It's full senior international. Yeah, yeah. And were Luxembourg loaded up there? Did they have a, a strong team out, or were they? Or was it just a few guys getting a game? 
you know, it's I, I I know a bit how it's going there internally. At the moment, it's like the team is building up, so they've got a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of different players every game. I think the coach is a bit testing out to see in the end what's gonna be like the all-star yeah. team because there's even a friend of mine who was playing there because I, I introduced him there it's like yeah I have a good striker for you and then now he's played captain on a friendly game there but I think that the team is pretty new so you just gotta wait what about it was any who was playing for Belgium Belgium I don't know I don't know any players from uh, Belgium it's it's not like seeing players like Eden Hazard or Fellaini it's a bit like unknown player yeah. as much as I know as much as I know you're always seeing Germany like a, an A international yeah. You know, like a yeah 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 it's, ofi it's officially an international game but you don't yeah. see stars you usually know in football yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 go on what else you got for us transfers yes Dirach Schmidt we were able to see uh, some pretty good transfers uh, this winter not only good really surprising spectacular but the fans Had it enough, they saw one more surprise. Raphael Holzhauser, an ex-Bundesliga player, uh, among other things, signs for Swift Hesbronch. Yeah. When do you have uh, a spectacular transfer period without Hesper signing a big player? 114 games in the Austrian Bundesliga, 18 the Belgian Super League, 36 in the German Bundesliga. I remember at his time when he was at Stuttgart or Augsburg. And even two international games for Austria. And he's only 30 years old. I, I expected him to be much older. And fun fact, the same day where he was presented from the club, he played a test game against Beeson and scored twice. So so bodes well. Decent. Bodes well, bodes well. Um, have you seen the stuff with Gerson Rodriguez? Ah, yeah. I want, I want to come now. New year, new club for Gerson Rodriguez. <laughs> He's, he's our favorite player of the show, I guess. Our international record goal scorer. How many clubs is that now for it's him? It's his tenth since he left Luxembourg. You, you, he went to Telstar. So, so when did he leave Luxembourg? 2017. So tenth club in seven years. So he went to Telstar in the Netherlands. I think he was kicked does he, does out. Did he get a trophy for like most <laughs> clubs in, in the shortest amount of time or something? He's got to be. He's I, gotta be like, I think he hasn't. He hasn't been like more than one year at one club. Yeah, I, I don't think more than uh, more clubs than Tiger Wood. But Slovan Bratislava, how's he? How has he wangled a deal? Because did they, they play good. conference? Did they play Europa League last they, year? They played, they played uh, Champions League qualifiers against Hesbron. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I was there. Uh, but I don't know how, 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 it, uh, how it moved on later. But fun fact, at first, uh, Dynamo Kiev uh, broke the negotiations with uh, Slovan Bratislava for a particular reason. Because Bratislava played a friendly game against a Russian club. And so Dynamo Kiev was like, nah, nah, we, we don't give our player like this. But then, yeah, some, something happened that the transfer finally happened. And uh, yeah, he, he signed on, on loan until the end of the year. But the, the team has a buyout close. Um, and Jason could sign three, uh, three more years at the club. Yeah, let's hope he doesn't kicked out before. Because I think, if I remember, he played for Telstar. If I ain't wrong, he, get, he got kicked out there. Then he went to Sheriff Tiraspol. After one, he went to Yubilo Iwata. I think it was his best half season there. Then that he was out in Japan, wasn't it? He was in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was absolute baller there. Then he went, went to Dynamo Kiev. Then he got loaned at Ankara Gucci, if I ain't wrong. He got kicked out. Went back to Dynamo Kiev, where he played 
also pretty decent for half a season. Went on loan to Estas Trois in France, got kicked out, went back to Kiev, then got loaned at Eusport in the second Turkish league, only played five games because the season wasn't any longer. Went then to Alveda in Saudi Arabia. Now we all know why all players went to Saudi Arabia, not because of Ronaldo. Um, then he then he went back then went to Sivaspor where he got kicked out we don't know the reasons there they, you just heard yeah there were some problems intern mm. at the club but he don't know the reasons and then yeah then moved to Bratislava oh, it's like a TV show isn't it we'd love to <laughs> you should, sort of I'm looking at the, the list of that you just read out there and three clubs just in the 2023-24 season impressive and his, his value seems to be going down since what, what's, he, what's, he, what's he valued at? It says 1.7 million. Only? Yeah. Well, that's... I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. Clearly why market so market value, 1.7 million. Um, but he was up to 3 million Isn't that in 21-22. It's, it's interesting because why... You obviously, to, when they when players sign, when clubs sign a player like this, do they look at the track record and... Uh, <laughs> you know, do they think, <laughs> hold on here, we might have... I think, the club, always, I think I, the club has a minimum, like, you know... Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of difficult because you've got different medias who give a different transfer value on a player. I always check up on transfer markets, and, and the, I think it's the best reference to check the transfer values. But you've got other medias like Sky who give other values on the player. But you know, as I as I said, I watch more on transfer market. I think it's the best reference so there. What's your take on it, Mr. Rodriguez going to Slovan Bratislava? <laughs> the first game he's gonna score. And then he's gonna disappear, and then he's and then he's gonna get another game who is playing well, like a random game. I don't want to say he's gonna get kicked out. I hope not. And I, should, we, should we make a, a betting pool? How 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 <laughs> long trouble, until, how I'm long until the? <laughs> we, uh, I've actually seen something there that they obviously the national team have this this playoff match against Georgia. At the end of yeah. March, don't they? Yeah, 21st of March. Yeah. And then if they win that, they would host the winner of Kazakhstan, Greece. Yes, yeah. I'm correct, aren't I? Yeah. Um, but I've also seen that the they will only play that match against Kazakhstan or Greece if they win the first game, yeah? They're also going to play if they lose there, actually. Oh, so that they they, ah. they play for the third place. The, ah, that's the most it. the most useless game ever. Like, yeah, third that's place. Right. I didn't realize there was like a, a third, fourth right. place players because I was like, they've already sold out for that match in twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mad, 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 mad. And I was like, hold on a tick. What if you don't win that first game? You know. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so yeah. it's always like that. That would be good it? to go down and see but, but, see it absolutely packed out. But but yeah. you will see if we lose against Georgia, though, the stadium will be like half. Empty, yeah. I guess, because everybody's signing up for for the final. But I would say half empty. But like, I think they'll still go. A lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Go. I remember against Bosnia, like, was not that important game, but still a lot of people attempted yeah. to do the game. Um, but let's see, let's see. At first, we have to win against Georgia. Later, we have to remind that the star Kvaratskhelia is not playing because he's uh, suspended. But as I said, football is a is a sports team, not a one man team. Yeah. 
So absolutely. Yeah. And we're playing away. I think playing away in Georgia it's not that easy. I heard they long flights. I heard they turn off the lights during the game. <laughs> the, the women's yeah. internationals. Why? Um, why did? Why did they not like? How you say investigating this? I, I still don't yeah, know. It's, it's 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 tragic, isn't it? Um, Anthony, thank you so much uh, for bringing us up to speed. I uh, yeah, look forward to hearing more about the uh, Rodriguez story hopefully it continues yeah. to develop and uh, BGL kicks off again this next week next week okay so looking forward to getting those results let's see who's had a good pre-season I hope Benny Bresch and uh, Mariska Mersch have enjoyed themselves and hopefully he keeps banging them in and uh, they, they, they keep uh, turning heads over there Lucas thank you so much for joining us First Taste of Radio hope you enjoyed it yeah. um, we'll definitely get you back on Anton always a pleasure never a chore um, until next week uh, before I uh, sign off we always give a huge shout out to the army of volunteers out there who make our sporting world tick whether it's marking pitches refereeing matches driving kids to games whatever it is to keeping young people whatever it is you're doing to keep young people involved in sport please keep doing it as always you can check out the rest of the team tomorrow from 6am you've got Sam Steam um, and then you've got Stephen Steps Low at lunchtime you've got Melissa Dalton with the home stretch don't forget about Dave Burrows and his DB3 sessions and, of course, Sarah Tapp and the Hangover sessions. And don't forget about Meredith and Emma with their new Country Roads radio show. It's not one to miss. Until next week, boys, it's cheer. Cheer. Let's talk sport with RTL Today Radio.